Welcome back, everybody, to We Made a Podcast. I'm here with Nick. That's me. As always. Today on the podcast, we're going to continue our Eminem retrospective with the Marshall Mathers LP, which I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with, especially if you're watching the video. This is this is one of the big ones, man. This is going to be one of the one of the big episodes because I feel like I don't know. This is there's a lot of thoughts around this album a lot a lot of the time. Yeah, and um, I, I'm a, I'm gonna come up front right now and say I have not heard. I, I've since we started the podcast, I've gone out of my way to kind of stop listening to Eminem as much as I can. Uh, you right. know, I still, you know, fuck up here and there, you know, relapse here and there, if you will. Oh, I, I, I will. But otherwise, um, yeah, you know, so, so I have not heard a song from this album, I'd say, I mean, probably in a few months, uh, any song from this album. But, you know, just a little background for, for the viewers out there. Uh, the album was initially released in 2000, right at the turn of the century. And uh, spawned some pretty big radio hits, The Real Slim Shady and Stan, and to, you know, a a more minor extent, The Way I Am. And uh, somehow this album managed to stir more controversy, arguably, than the last album, which already, you know, got him in a lot of hot water with a lot of different groups. Um, This album is also regarded by many as Eminem's best and an essential hip-hop classic album. So, you know, we're in for a good time. It's a head classic. And also, it's gone on to sell over 21 million copies, making it certified diamond and one of the highest-selling albums of all time, dude. Uh, So this video is definitely going to get a mil, is what you're saying. uh, You know, we can pray and hope. The market is vast. Um, and because of that reason, this album has served as an entry point for Eminem and his discography to many, many a person. So, with that said, Nick, what memories do you have associated with the Marshall Mathers LP? I don't have, like, a lot of direct memories with the album itself. It's more of, like, the singles and shit. Right, that makes sense. Because, like, the singles are so huge from this album. Like, all of, like, the singles from this album are, like, all, like, for lack of a better word, iconic. Yeah. Like, they're they're immediately recognizable. So, like, once you are a person that hasn't heard all of his albums and you go back and listen to this, like, I don't know. It's hard to take it out of that context, you know what I mean? Like, the superstar album context. Right. But, uh, you know, dude, uh, everything I remember from this shit, uh, it's a classic. Uh, it, almost no skips. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, I, I feel like I kind of have a similar similar story, obviously. You know, I loved this album, especially when I was first getting into Eminem. I think um, at some point, you know, when I've listened to, like, literally every song he's ever made and, you know, just dug through his discography as much as I have, the album kind of starts to take, this album specifically starts to take a backseat just because of how much I played it when, you know, I only knew two or three albums. Um, but definitely, dude, you know, in my mind, what I'm thinking right now, it's a classic. Um, there is, you know, not many skips, maybe one that I can think of right off bat, but who knows, maybe in the context of the album, you know, it'll, 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 it'll surprise us both. And, you know, there's there's been some surprises the past two albums, so 
You know, anything's on the table at this point. I'm already confused as to what's going to happen. <laughs> well, hell yeah, dude. Um, if you're ready, I'm ready to dive back into the Marshall Mathers LP by Eminem. I was born ready, and the born ultimatum. Let's fucking go. And we are back, everybody. As always, you know, through the power of video editing. Here we are, back five seconds after the intro. But shit, dude, I mean, I guess, you know, let's just jump right into it. First of all, did you, you know, have any thoughts just off top in general? You know, man, uh, it's a goddamn classic. Not to give anything away, but definitely. This shit is fucking... Uh, we both had the same reaction when we, we finished listening to it. Just goddamn. Right? We were both just like, woof. <laughs> um, Ric Flair wooing. And, you know, I'd like to say I more or less expected it, but part of me kind of did not expect to feel this way. But, uh, you know, I guess we'll get more into it as we go through the tracks. Right, bro. Um, if you're good with going through the tracks, <laughs> dude, let's just start off with the public service announcement. 2000 uh it kind of it basically primes you for what you're about to get into like if you put it up against the slim shady lp version Mm -hmm. like it's literally just like straight out the gate telling you like there is no (laughs) tongue-in-cheekness anymore right like he he's not being goofy and fun like he's actually going to do his best to make you angry yeah, honestly, I, I noticed that too. It it feels like, uh, I don't know, it's a subtle thing, but it, it definitely feels like this one was just a lot more like, hey, you know, bitch, we are serious, and I'm seriously about to piss you off. Right. Going forward into Kill You. What'd you think? Holy shit, man. Yeah. Uh, wh- One of his best songs ever. Dude, I, I had the same reaction, and I never ever think about this song, really. I, I don't, you know? Um, whenever anyone brings it up, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good song, I like that song, but damn, dude, this shit was fucking gas. An incredible fucking, like, opening track, man. Like, holy shit. Dude, I, I love the beat. Uh, I thought the beat was fucking really unique, and uh, I, I like how it... I, I don't know, like, the part, part part of the beat was just, like, complete silence. So it would just be, da 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 like, It was just such a weird structure to a beat. Um, and honestly, I thought that was pretty bold for, for an intro choice. Right. Um, but, but as you were saying with the intro, this, this also kind of primes you of what you're going to get into. It, I literally, he gets into that whole section of just, uh, uh, the fucking, oh, now he's raping his own mother and blah, blah, like that whole, like, fucked up section <laughs> in the first verse. It wasn't even a minute into the song. It was like 45 <laughs> seconds. Right. I was like, holy shit, he wants you to turn this off right now. <laughs> uh, a thing that I love specifically about the, this song is, and in a lot of songs on the album actually is, just how angry and unapologetic he is the whole way through. Just how, like, straight-faced he is just like, fuck you, I don't give a fuck, there's no joke. He is he is so pissed off, this whole fucking album, man. 
Uh, I also think now would be probably a good time to say that going forward, you know, just because we like certain songs or certain things or whatever does not mean we completely agree with what he's saying. All right. Right. Um, right. But but like like we said at the top, this is our public service announcement. The, the the album that is what the album is supposed to do. So that is we both went in and have known this about the album that it's just that, that that's what the thing is, man. It's just supposed to be the most fucking fucked up, depraved, angry, mean shit that you could uh you could conjure up. It came from the Tom Green era, man. Real talk, man. The uh, the last one I had though was um that I thought the hook was super fucking catchy and it didn't even rhyme, man. It's like perfect for a live show. Yeah, I agree. Like literally apps like absolutely perfect. It makes sense that that shit has been like a staple of his live shows for like fucking 20 years. For sure. Cuz holy shit, it's just like perfect for it. Yeah, agreed, man. And then uh uh, uh, I think my favorite part uh, is the fucking pay my therapist 80 G's a week to say the same things twice, twice, whatever, <laughs> I hate these things. That that whole part fucking cracks me up. And, like, it's, it's just, like, I don't know, man. Like, that's just one of those sections where it's, like, this man is on the ball. Yeah. Like, he is just, like, at his most charismatic. And, it, honestly, lines like that kind of show you just how off-the-cuff the writing is. You know what I mean? It just feels fluid as fuck. Like, he's mispronouncing shit, but he does not care. Like, and you, you get what he means every time. You know what I mean? Right. We have been rating these 5 out of 5 up to this point, but, you know, never have mentioned it in the podcast. So, after every song on here, we'll just go through and give our ratings. Personally, man, I rated this a 6 out of 5. <sighs> Uh, I, I kind of already forgot about my rule of being able to do six out of five, so I didn't do any on this. <laughs> but this would be a six out of five. Yeah, man. Uh, I have it listed as a five, but yeah, man. Holy shit. That was fucking amazing. And, um, going forward to track two, man. Stan. <laughs> I, I feel like this was, like, a very interesting, like, I mean, I have no proof that he did this on purpose, but it seems like a calculated decision mm-hmm. of, like, fucking, okay, you have sat through Kill You, now I will reward you with probably the most artistic song on the album, where it's just, like, there's no fluff, there's no extra bells and whistles. Right. Like, it's just, like, a story, and it's just, like, putting you in this mindset of this fucking weird, like, fan guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's, I don't know, it, it, it's hands down the most different track on the entire album. Yeah, man. And and for me, it had been so long since I heard this song that, honestly, listening to it with, with you know, my, my huge-ass headphones on both ears, in silence, you know, nothing no, no, nothing else, not playing any phone games or whatever, uh, it felt like listening to it for the first time, and I was really involved, uh... I, I kind of have a track record with this song where, you know, I acknowledge its existence. I acknowledge that it's great, but it's kind of like how, how we re- reacted to Slim Shady LP when it's like, you don't realize how good it is until you go back. Yeah, I pretty much had, like, the same reaction, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know there's, like, I don't know, this song is, like, so iconic that, like, it's easy to... Li- there's a lot of songs of his like that. Like, I, I, don't, I can't even listen to, like, Lose Yourself anymore. Right. Because, like, it, it doesn't even sound like a song to me. Right. 
Uh, and, you know, uh, I thought that this song was like that, but, like, sitting down for this and, like you said, putting on my headphones and fucking listening to it in context of the album, this song, like, fucking, it, it just enthralled me. Oh, like, yeah. it, it's it's really, really good. It, man, it's like, ah, uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, we haven't gotten to the other ones yet, but, man, like, his his storytelling is fucking insane, especially on this song. um and i think this song actually because when i first heard it in this context uh one of my notes was honestly this might might have i would have been okay with this coming in later in the album because it is whiplash to the second track is a concept song that's four verses long um right but i think i don't know there's part of this that like you said it feels like a chess move and it also kind of sets you up for the rest of the album so like it kind of gives you that, uh, it's like the fucked up in- Im- imagery and it's really dark and grimy so it fits in with the rest of the album, but it also kind of, uh, breaks There's the like a nuance to it. A little bit. And, right. um, I don't know, it, it, it fits in so well with these other songs while, I don't know, being nothing like them at all. Right. I thought um, I think it also sets up like like a veil of mystery over the rest of the album too. Yeah, and like at any point he could go in either direction. Right. Um, for this song specifically, man, the the sound effects, the beat, the sample, it all came together to make the mood on this song perfect. Like the rain sound effects, and then you got like the the notepad, and you know you hear cars whooshing by and. It's just a really cinematic thing. You, I, I can imagine the music video every time I'm, I'm watching or listening right. to this song. Right, no cap, man. And then fucking while we're talking about just like little details, like his voice is like really different when he does the stand verses. Yeah, yeah. Like he changed the shit out of his voice. Like he sounds like like Dennis. <laughs> like he doesn't sound like himself anymore. And then his voice goes back to normal in the last verse, and it sounds like a different human being. Like it's fucking weird, man. Yeah, I guess that is something you don't really notice, but it it, it is kind of like a uh, one of those binaural beat type shits where it's like you can't hear it, but it's affecting you type of. Right, right. I, I legitimately think that like the song like pulls you in so much that you kind of like, uh, I'm you. I mean, to say that you forget that it's Eminem is obviously kind of a broad statement, but I'm um, like you, you, you attach yourself to the story. You know what I mean? Like you're focused on the details and you're focused on the information, and you're not really paying attention to the fact that like he's basically playing a whole different character right now. Yeah. Yeah, man, dude. It, it it's it, it truly deserves its classic title i gave it a five out of five man same man i i legitimately going into this album i expected not to i expected like a four yeah i i was surprised whenever i gave well i was surprised with the six out of five for the song before this and then i was like whoa five and i was thinking like bro you know maybe maybe <laughs> I being a stan right yeah maybe i'm, I'm being a little stanny here but um <laughs> No, the song Stanley. The song deserves it, man. It really does. It's really fucking good. Moving on to the Paul skit. Uh, best Paul skit. I agree. I agree. Easily the best one. It, it conveys all of the information it is supposed to in like the shortest amount of time. It's funnier than all the other ones in the shortest amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like you know, 
it, it, it's the best Paul skit. Agreed, man. Um, that's all I gotta say. Best Paul skit. Six out of five. <laughs> Moving on to who knew? This whole song is just like him, just like giving like the douchiest seminar to all the parents in America that hate him at that moment. Right. I I felt like it was like the whole song. He's kind of towing the line between being funny, being angry, and like giving legitimate social commentary on how people raise their children and things like that. Right. Uh, one of my notes basically is like he managed to cover all of this shit while still being a complete asshole and being as <laughs> offensive as possible. Right. But like still if you choose to like get past all of that, he's making sense. Right, right. He's just like he's literally setting it up so that like all of these people would just hear the things that he's saying and just go into a blind rage. Right. And not actually listen to any of his real points. Right. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, I I couldn't write many notes because I I just couldn't explain why I just really like this song. I love the beat. Um, most most of the instrumentals on this thing really surprised me. Of just how they they have that perfect level of like darkness to them, and they're all really dusty and and I don't know. They all hit really hard, and this one was no exception, bro. Yeah, dusty is the word that kept coming up in my mind. Yeah, for sure. Like and in my notes. Yeah, same. Uh, this hook is very underrated, man. Uh, I will say that. Yeah, no, it, it was catchy as fuck. And, you know, his voice sounds fucking pretty. <laughs> True. The man can hold a note. Um, I rated this one, not to be staying, a 5 out of 5, bro. I did too. I literally, I struggled <laughs> with it. I str- I literally, I wrote four and then I was just like, it doesn't feel right. Right. Yeah. I- I'm really enjoying the song right now. I'm pretty sure it's a five. Yeah, man. Um, moving on to Steve Berman's skit. Uh, you know, dude, it's a goof. It's a gaff. But, uh, I feel like we already got the point with the Paul skit. It kind of does retread the Paul ground, but I I think it's one of Eminem's like in in the in the course of his entire discography, one of his better skits. It's funny. It sets up the next song. That's all I can really ask, you know. I mean, I you know I'm not mad at it, right? But uh, I I feel like they could have cut it, and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have blinked. Yeah, yeah, same. Well then, moving on to the way I am. This song, it, it, I found it kind of hard to judge something that I felt was so iconic. Um, yeah. And I, I, when I, when I think of Eminem, this is one of the songs I think of. It's like just synonymous with him as a rapper. And um, but but I I loved it, man. I I I, I don't know. It, it was like listening to the whole album for the first time again, and. I don't know, you really feel his anger and his rage and, and all the shit he was going through. And um, it's, it's like, perfectly dark. It's got, like, this right. weird ambience to it. Uh, yeah, dude, those fucking, those, like, fucking Catholic, like, church bells. Oh, yeah. Oh, dong, dong, just fucking coming in over the, oh, man. Yeah. Man. Wow. Whoever made that call needs a fucking raise For in 2021. Real? I don't care. <laughs> and then, dude, the schemes. Oh, shit. 
Every verse, he picks one scheme and then just sticks to that bitch the whole time. I know, it's so And good. the whole... He does that while he is just, like, fucking raging his heart out. Right. Like, like it sounds like he is, like, damn near to the point of tears he is so angry. Right. I, I It is ridiculous. I appreciated how honest it sounds. Like, I feel like it's easy, especially for Eminem back then, to... He can just make an angry song or whatever, and that is what it is. But this really felt like some pent-up, like, I've been thinking about this for so long. I need to get it off my chest. It's wild to me that this was a single, too. Oh, yeah. That they were just like, oh, yeah, uh, I wish that I would either die or get fired. Single. (laughs) Put it out. I thought that, um, for, for one dude... This beat, and, you know, I'm going to try and stop talking about the beats, but this beat and all the beats before it and most of the beats after it, dude, are just perfect for this era of Eminem. It, right. It, it just matches so much. It, it it has such a heavy hand in making this album what it is. Right. That I, I can't ignore it. And I thought on this song specifically, his delivery was interesting, man. It, it was like... I don't know, like, half yelling, he's got, like, this, like, grit to his shit, and he's got, like, three different layers all going, just angry, and sound, some sound sad, and I don't know. He switches up his delivery, like, a lot on this album, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like more than almost any of his other albums. Yeah, I agree. Um, Especially when you factor in stuff like Stan, and then The Way I Am, and Kill You, that's, like, three different styles. <laughs> right. And then, uh, fucking my other shit here, bro. Uh, this basically, this song just kind of sums up the entire theme of the album, too. Yeah. It's just like, I am so stressed out. This is ridiculous. I just wanted to make fart jokes in my raps. (laughs) I just wanted to do some dark humor. Right. I, I, I didn't mean to be fucking Beyonce. Dude, what's wild to me is I feel like there are multiple songs on this album that you could point to that say this encapsulates the whole album in one yeah. song. It, it It is fucking crazy that an album could have that happen. Right. That That is like once in a lifetime type beat. Um, I, I, I put a 6 out of 5. Uh, I have a 5. Uh, I'm... For some reason, I slightly hesitate to give it a six. I think it's just because I've heard it so many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, dude, j- just for the leaderboard, why the fuck not? We'll put it as a six. Hell yeah. Moving on to the real Slim Shady. Uh, I love this song, but it's... it it It's the same shit with like what we were just saying, is that it's like too iconic. Yeah. Like, what do you even say? It's like doing a review of, like, Pepsi. (laughs) It's like, it tastes like Pepsi, man. Pepsi's good. Been drinking it since I was ten. (laughs) That was my first note. I I just put, this shit is just iconic, man. Um, Personally, I probably would like Without Me more than this one, but still hilarious. Um, In a world before Without Me, this probably would have been one of my favorite fucking funny Eminem songs. Right. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, it's a nice change of pace, I'll say, from all the anger and shit and darkness that we've been getting from the rest of the album. 
But it still like keeps up the themes too. Yeah, yeah, it's very. That's, I think that's that's something that a lot of people don't give him credit for is that like this fucking album is so like like tied together in a bow. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is wild. Like he he never like you know exactly what he's where he's at. Like right. as far as like what he thinks of his career at the moment. Like throughout this whole album. And what also surprised me is that um. This whole album, but I, I noticed it specifically on Real Some Shady, but um, he he's dropping just like little tidbits of like social commentary randomly. Like, that's the message we delivered to little kids and did it like just like out of nowhere, just like talking about like, I don't know, just how people are raising their kids, the state of, you know, people being offended and, you know, billboards and being famous and it's just a lot of commentary on that. Right? There's just, like, little nuggets throughout the album that's just like, hey, uh, there is, like, a thinking person under here. I'm just fucking with you. Right, yeah. Definitely, man. Um, I had that one at a 5 out of 5. Uh, same, bro. Uh, I felt like I contractually had to. <laughs> right. Uh, moving on. Remember me. Featuring RBX and Sticky Fingers. I know we're just talking about the beats this whole time, man, but wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, this beat. Wow. I I don't even know what else to say. Just wow. It is so fucking ridiculously good, and it's like not even doing anything, really. And it fits completely with the theme of the other beats, man. You know what I'm saying? It's just dusty, grimy, like dirty, like... Sounds like someone made it in a basement of a house that has been burned down twice, and nobody even lives <laughs> About there. About six people died in there over the course <laughs> of 15 years. Right. Um, I, I'll say off the bat, I really, really like this song, but, you know, not to offend the RBX fans out there, <laughs> thought he was kind of weak on it. Uh, he is easily the worst uh, verse on here. My... <laughs> I feel bad, but my only note for him is RBX did not do well. <laughs> my only note for him was RBX kind of weak, I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but moving on to Sticky Fingers, man. His rhyme schemes were fucking out of this world. They're nuts, man. And also, I think he is the only person on this whole album to match Eminem's like fucking like, weird, like, serial killer energy that he has. Yeah, for sure. He's the only guy to get completely on his level to the point where, like, I felt like his verse was, like, I don't know if it was better, but it was, like, crazier than Eminem's. I'd I'd say... Like, I I just got the sense that he he was just a man unhinged. (laughs) At at the very least, it was just as good. Right. And I thought Eminem's verse was fucking awesome, too, man. Fucking... Dude, the whole section about, like, Columbine and, like, all that shit was just eerie and fucking... It just seems dark. It, it it gives you the vibe of, like, man, he's not supposed to be saying that and I'm not supposed to be listening to this. He's saying it, though, and we are. Dude, you're not even lying. I like how in both of their verses they both did the <laughs> thing. <laughs> right. Uh, that, that was a nice touch. Yeah, it was funny. I kind of struggle with this one. I ended up rating it a 4 out of 5. I did too, just because RBX uh, left a lot to be desired. I agree. If it was if it was just Sticky Fingers and uh, Eminem, maybe Eminem had like another verse or something, I don't even know. 
like you know padded it out a little more it, it definitely would have been a five out of five right but uh, as is four out of five right we move on to i'm back the bass and the way that it's like mixed in with his vocals mm-hmm. like on the chorus and shit that shit is like ear candy mm-hmm. it just sounds amazing for real man and and Let's not mention the beats, but holy shit, the the the, the fucking I, I love the goddamn guitar. Just the it's just such a simple loop line, but it's just so iconic. Right, it's just like a fucking a bass line and like a guitar loop. Right, and it's just that's it, and that shit just smacks. Uh, I I've always specifically loved this beat though, um, for for a long time. So, right, um. I will say the hook is not super catchy, but the song didn't need that for me. Right. Uh, I, I'll say my favorite part about the hook is like the the fucking the children chanting Slim Shady. <laughs> right. I wish that he would like use that little sound clip. Like I wish he used it more. Yeah, that'd be funny. Could have been like a like a beat tag. Right. Or or that'd be like even a cool throw throwback. You know, and, and maybe a, a newer album or something if. Right, he incorporated that MMLP three when he makes it. <laughs> um, I will say, um, I I didn't take many notes on this one, but the opening lines in the third verse are are just so insensitive and ruthless, <laughs> especially and, for the time. But which is exactly what I want from this album. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's just right. completely delivering, and just. You you know he is saying some shit when on the explicit fucking version they they are cutting words out and being like no. right they're just like no we can't let this slide <laughs> right um and I I do remember because I think at the end of that he was like that's when he goes into I'd fuck my own mother and with no rubber and come inside her and like just fucking going completely <laughs> Jesus. Nuts. Right, just just something else completely. Uh, the genius annotation for that, by the way, which, by the way, for anybody that doesn't know the line, he's saying if Jennifer Lopez was his mother, he's not just talking about uh, banging his mother. That was in Kill You. We are at a different point in the album now. But uh, the genius annotation was just like a picture of fucking Jennifer Lopez and like a paragraph, and then underneath it, it just said, "Can you blame him?" <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, what the hell indeed, genius. Dude, whoever made that annotation. <clears throat> I'm concerned about them. You're put on notice, buddy. Um, I, I have this one at, you know, right back at a 5 out of 5. Dude, uh, I have it as like a 4.5 out of 5. I feel that. Uh, the only reason is because uh, I feel like out of all the songs, this is the only one that kind of doesn't have like a purpose. Right. It's just kind of like a fuck around song, and like, uh, you know, I, I think that that is perfectly fine, and I even like songs like that. I make songs like that, so I can't be mad. Right. But uh, in like the context of like everything before it, where like it felt so like meticulous and like fucking like like strategized, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This one kind of felt like he he just whipped it up and threw it on here. But for that feeling like the case, like. This this song is fucking fantastic. I agree with that. I think it kind of um, it, it it kind of just goes over points that have already been made through the album, especially with stuff like Who Knew and stuff like that. To where right. it's not a it's not essential, but it is definitely not bad at all. Right. So we continue 
to Marshall Mathers. I guess this would be the title track. Yeah, some people refer to it as the title track, and I never know if I disagree with that or not. I, I always just read it as his name, you know what I mean? But yeah. I, I feel like on a technicality, maybe it is the title track. It should have been called The Marshall Mathers Song. Ooh. The Marshall Mathers LP. It should have just been called that. Then it would have really been a title track. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Again, man, with, with the beats, but wow. Yes. The guitar loop and shit, bro. I feel like I'm in a lava lamp. <laughs> And and it's it's just bringing back that like, I don't know like I just imagine like a dark night you know like, fucking like a, a, a sketchy a sketchy part of town like nobody's out but it's it's just like a spooky vibe, right? And um I I love it. The chorus is like, that shit's like dusty too. Right. Like it, it sounds like like raw. Yeah. Like it sounds like like they didn't really do a lot to fix his voice. And it, you know, it adds to the vibe, man. For real, man. Um, I know I talked about this earlier, but this song kind of made me realize that Eminem's delivery on this entire album may be his best, period, yeah. on, on any album. And this song makes me realize how well this song's delivery goes with the the don't give a fuck, I'm angry, I'm tired, like fuck everything kind of attitude and it, it's it's just so symbiotic with each other very underrated track from this fucking album um i also thought like the uh the lines my bitch mom's suing for 10 million she wants one a dollar for every pill i've been stealing where you think i picked up the habit all i had to do was go in the room and lift up the mattress um i thought shit like that was just so good <clears throat> damn it oh oh I thought shit like that was so good at uh, painting this dark, dusty, like, I don't know, just that imagery of just, like, a worn-down fucking lifestyle um, right. that, I, that I imagine when I hear this album. Right. I hear that, man. Uh, this is another one of those tracks that you're gonna be like, yeah, this kind of sums up everything. Yeah. He, he is calling out fucking everybody on this uh, on this particular song. True. There's so many jabs and shit on here, man. All the ICP shit. All the fucking, um... Uh, he fucking was going at a fucking lawyer. <laughs> going at a lawyer, going at fucking Vanilla Ice. I, I can't wait for the comments, man. The comments that show up from your Dax video, or the Crypt <laughs> video, uh, just to call us white and stands because I got this at a 6 out of 5, man. Uh, I have it as a five. Uh, I, I hesitate to give it a six because it's not like one of my like big favorites. It was for a long time there, but uh, I've kind of found my way to other tracks on this album. But that one's still a five for me for sure. For me, man, this this has got to be one of the best songs on the album, which is why I, I just had to give it the six. Uh, it's it you know, it, uh, no spoilers here, but uh, I I I I basically agree with you. I feel that. Moving on to King Kniff, best song on the album, I'd say. <laughs> Dude, easily the best shit he's ever done. Memes aside, I think this is the first time I've heard this in full. <laughs> uh, the only part that made me laugh was at the end, he just goes, Give me my dick back. <laughs> 
What, that that shit cracked me up. What what did crack me up was the piano going in the background, just like the soft <laughs> like piano. The fucking riff. two girls one cup music right. in the background. <laughs> um, I think it's pretty wildly widely accepted that this was not needed, uh, <laughs> not wanted. You know, I can't tell you how many times as 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 a youth, I was in the shower with my iPod on shuffle. And, you know, I had to jump out and switch it so my mom didn't think I was listening to gay porn or something. Dry your hands off real fast. <laughs> but, um, it is what it is, I guess. I've just accepted that it's part of the album. I, I still haven't. I will never accept this. <laughs> Moving on to Drug Ballad. Bro, I have in all caps, I love this fucking song. Hell yeah, man. Uh, one of my favorite Eminem songs ever. Wow. I, I have that. It reminds me a lot of Come On Everybody, but it's even better than Come On Everybody. Dude, I feel like it's light years better, and I love to Come On Everybody from the last fucking podcast. Right. I, um, I think this, I, I like this song a lot because it has, like, I don't know if you picked up on it, but just, like, this weird kind of, like, tinge of like sadness or depression like in there just of like right like he he's kind of i don't know he doesn't sound like completely happy about it right and and i think he even had the line where he was all like his drugs are gonna catch up to me one day anyway or whatever but he didn't even say it in like a joking like voice it was like they're they're about to catch up with me sometime and it's like he right right um but it, it literally sounds like Come, it's like if if the Slim Shady from Slim Shady LP, like the fucking high kids guy, it sounds like if that guy got depressed and and made a song. Honestly, I don't even get that vibe from it. I I was kind of thinking that the first little bit into it, but the more that I kind of mold over on the song, the more I felt like I don't know. This is just like like if you took like the dark ass world that this fucking album is brewing up and like threw a party inside of it right like that's what this the this is the song that would come out of it you know what i mean right that makes sense because like he still sounds like so much more like tired yeah on this compared to what he does on come on everybody so i have a really hard time like kind of separating it from this tone of this album mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah but uh yeah man oh yeah man um I kind of wrestled with this one. I'm floating somewhere between a four and a five. I really like it, but not my favorite. Bro. Easy six. Easy six for you. Easy six, man. Fucking, man. The the bass line, like you said, the, like, tinge of sadness. And then, like, uh, I don't know, it paints such a vivid picture. Right. And, like, uh, I don't know, man. It's just, it's a great song. I can't even fucking, like, put into words why I love it so much, but I do. Oh yeah, man. I, I, if it makes you feel any better, I really, 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 really like it. It just does not stand out as much, uh, as some of the other tracks, man. Fair enough, bro. Fair enough. Moving on to Amityville featuring Bizarre. <sighs> I love everything about this song except Bizarre. Uh, his verse is upsetting, but thankfully it's short. Thankfully, it's short, 
But, like, that just makes me... The fact that it's, like, fucking eight bars... Right. Just even more so makes me be like, why the fuck is he on this album? Why yeah. didn't they cut this garbage? But, but... Because uh, it doesn't even fit, like, the theme of the song. Right. He's just completely... It's just a stupid-ass, like, fucking mad TV, late-night fucking side tangent. <laughs> I, I I love the aesthetic of this song. I think Eminem goes all the way off you know, yet again. But I, 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 once again, man, love just the vibe, the mood, how, how dirty, how grimy it sounds. It, it's It definitely sounds like, uh, I don't know, just some... some I don't know, like a haunted tape in the basement or something. That last verse. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. That, that is... An, I don't know if his voice has ever really sounded like that on any other song. Right, I agree. Like, he just... He got... His voice... He just changed completely at the end for no reason. That last verse is fucking... Maybe one of the best verses on this album. And that's why it kind of bums me out. That bizarre is on here. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I have it at a, at a four just cause of bizarre. Same, which makes me really sad, man. I think if you took him off of it, like this would easily be a five. Right. And you know, bizarre was funny in my band. I'll say that. Bizarre can be good. He, he is capable of being good, but like he wasn't even like on beat yeah. at this point in like his career. Right. Like it's hard to listen to him. I completely agree, which is why we move forward. Two bitch, please. Two. The the squeakle. Yes, sir. Um, I think it's a great change of pace from from what we've been hearing. The the, you know, it it, it kind of does the slim shady uh the the real slim shady's job, uh at the beginning of the album where it, okay changes the pace. You know, let's let's get a little more chill with it. Let's right. let's stop with this like fucking dark depressing shit. But um. For so, I feel like Eminem's verse still slips back into the style of the rest of the album, if that makes sense. Like, it still has that, I don't know, Amityville fucking drug ballad kind of vibe, which is very right. it's weird. It's like he couldn't help himself from being locked in. Right. Like, to this mood. Which, you know, I, I have no qualms about. Um, Also, in contrast to Amityville, I think everyone killed it on this song. I thought this. I think I thought everyone did great. Uh, I feel like Snoop Dogg did not show up to work that much. Eh, I mean, to me, it's it it just sounds like Snoop Dogg. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it and it is what it is, and he does what he does. I, I mean, yeah, but like, I don't know. It's like a short verse, and like, I don't know. Just I love them all the same. Bang bang. bang. he was just like fucking he he was just kind of putting shit on the page right but uh you know dude we we love him for it it's what he does uh i'll say the standout to me was the hook i i love the hook dude rest in peace nate dog that shit was so good yeah the hook is fantastic exhibit is underrated especially as like a feature artist man no exhibit fucking shows up for real um, and then in fucking Dre's verse, for some reason, he's talking about people, like, moshing to guilty conscience. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think I was reading the lyrics for that one, but I didn't catch that. That's funny. <laughs> it cracked me up when I read it. I was like, who is moshing to guilty conscience, man? 
They're different just times. It's like, oh yes, dude. this song's about date rape and mistakes. They're doing some Percocet going crazy. <laughs> Molly Percocet. Um, you know, I feel like you might not agree with this one. I had it a five out of five. It, it to me, it sounds not as iconic as something like the next episode or Forgot About Dre. Um, but right up there with like you know songs of of that like Chronic era. It sounds like like an <laughs> album cut from Chronic. Right, I agree. Uh, but dude, uh, I have it as a four out of five, mm-hmm. just because uh, uh, you know, like I said, Snoop's verse didn't capture me, mm-hmm. and also, uh, I feel like it's the only time in this album that like the mood gets kind of completely thrown off. I feel that. Um, you know, we're we're nearing the end here. Uh, some would say this next song is the climax. Uh, kind of. Kim, man. What, what? How do you talk about this song? Well, my first thing is, how the fuck did he go from Bitch Please 2 into this? That's, and I was just like, <laughs> yep. That's how it goes. That's where the song goes. I will say there's a part of me that likes the whiplash, especially considering like the fake out at the beginning or whatever. Yeah, I I also think that it was like a chess move, right? Um, man, dude, uh, I, I I we I've talked to you about the song before, and I always say it sounds like a horror movie, and it yeah. does, man. The the beat, the song, the vibe, the the sound effects, the everything. He's doing voice acting. It it literally just gives me the vibe of like a fucking snuff film, man. Yeah, um, uh, it's fucked up. Yeah, but like. It is fucked up in, in like, the horror movie way, where it's like, oh my gosh, like, I can't even be mad, because that's what he's, that's what it's supposed to be, right? So, right. Um, the, the, the song, I, I don't know if you feel like this, but it, it, like, makes my heart, the last verse, like, my heart was dropping, like, knowing he was about yeah. to kill her, type thing. It, like, it, it, I don't know, I just, it makes me vastly uncomfortable. Right. Um, but I... I really like that about this song, man. Uh, no, it fucking it does exactly what it is aiming to do. Right. I, I don't know why. I'm just a sucker for the cinematic song. So, uh, like all the sound effects, and you know, you hear like leaves crunching, and you know, struggles of like grabbing people and slamming doors and flipping fucking tables and shit. And then with the fucking the second. Like, vocal layer doing all of, like, Kim's vocals. Yeah, man. And she's, it's like, fucked. damn near crying and fucking... The voice is hoarse as fuck, and... It, it, it literally... This... More than any song on the album, this sounds like, holy shit, I was not supposed to find this. Right. I'm gonna be in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, man, uh, hot take. I think, dude, it's a masterpiece in storytelling, bro. Um... More so, it, it is. It, it is like it, it's like a fucking like Shakespearean like fucking, which I know that's that's like a, a pretty jump off the cliff fucking <laughs> sense to say, <laughs> but like in terms of just like just like sheer emotion, mm-hmm. like this song is fucking crazy. Um, more so than '97 Bonnie and Clyde, man. This song really, really, really takes you through the story. 
And I, um, Bonnie and Clyde, I could put in a playlist. Right, right. Like you could, you could tell people like, oh, it's just like comedically dark and fucked up. Yeah, uh, he he doesn't really mean all that. You you can't bump Kim in the Taco Bell parking lot <laughs> and not have someone like you know call someone and be like, this guy's about to come in here with a weapon. Right. Um, man, I I kind of feel. Uh, the same way about this song as I feel with uh, Dance with the Devil by Immortal Technique. It, it it gives me like almost the same exact vibes. Not a lot of replay value, I'll say that. But <laughs> right. it paints such a vivid picture. It, it's like you feel sick after listening to it. And it does exactly what it's meant to do, man. And again, the beat. The holy fuck, dude. The piano. I love that. It that it's it's so frantic and and nerve-rattling and then the fucking right the fuck the drums sound like they're fucking about to drag you to hell dude oh man this this whole instrumental the whole song the whole vibe is crazy and dude out of principle i had to give it a six uh i I gave i I gave it like a five out of five but with like a big like paragraph long asterisks Whereas, like, how do you even write a song like this? Right. Uh, I give it a five because it's doing everything that it wants to do. Right. Uh, one thing that I will say about this particular song, man, uh, this whole album up to this point, he has been like, hey, white moms, Hillary Clinton, fuck mm-hmm. you. Right. Here's all this shit that you hate, that you don't want anyone to say, that you would fucking absolutely, like, be distraught over. Hearing your child repeat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if, like, this song in particular was him, like, exercising, like, what can I get away with with the people that, like, don't care about that? Right. You know what I mean? Like, am I, can I also offend and piss off those people? Right. That, like, are fine with the other offensive stuff and get past it and understand that it's a joke. If I just put this on here and just, like, have no tongue-in-cheek, there's no joke, there's no nothing, Mm -hmm. and then just move on without even, like, acknowledging that it really happened. Right. Like, I I don't know, like, it's almost like a fucking social experiment to me. Right. And I feel like, you know, to to kind of give, give give a reasoning for why I rated it a six, I feel like just on... A scale of a piece of art, you know what I'm saying? Just something artistic, just just a, a form of expression, right? Um, you know, we said at the top, fucked up. You know, I don't agree with it. Blah blah. This shit is fucking crazy, and uh, you know, I I can't take anything away from this song. I feel like I I cannot believe this got put on the album. I I can't either, especially after I think last podcast we learned that. He recorded this around Slim Shady LP times, so... Right. So the fact that he was just like, Hey, Dre, I'm revisiting (laughs) that uh, domestic violence murder song where I pretend to be my wife dying. (laughs) You think that's a good idea? Um, part of me feels like... I don't know. Like, it, 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 it's kind of stand levels of detached from this album that it's like, it sounds like nothing else on the album. But part of me feels like the album needed this, man. Just this full-on fucking, like, no matter who you are, you cannot deny that this is fucked up type of song. Right. Um. But yeah, dude. 
fucking insane. Yeah, dude. The, the this song is just fucking. I don't know. It's just like sheer raw emotion. Yeah. I I feel bad for Kim. Yeah, me too. Man. I fe- I couldn't imagine like being in her shoes. Like for that reason, Slim is a he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> True. <clears throat> like an absolute piece of shit for putting her through that, but. Still, man, like, just, like, as a song, like, knowing, like, all the emotion behind it and everything, like, it, it, it's it's hard not to get wrapped up in it and, like, have have the reaction he wants you to. Right. For sure, man. Oh, after that, dude, there's more albums. Dude, uh, literally, <laughs> Under the Influence dropped after Kim, and I was just like, I don't care. This, this should, I do not fucking care. Under the Influence should have came on probably around, uh, I'd say, I'd say even Bitch Please, Amityville. Um, there's no way, there's no way anything other than Criminal should have been after Kim. No lie. Um. Uh, fucking. I, I know he wants to put on his boys. Yeah. I respect that, but I I would honestly probably just cut this from the album completely. I agree. Like, I don't know. Part of me feels like it there there would be a lot of good done and just putting it somewhere else. But at the same time, um, I don't think we're losing anything crazy. And you know, I I like I I, I listen to Proof's solo album. I love that album. Um, I think uh, I think you know con artists. I think fucking Swifty. I think all of them are talented. You know, bizarre here and there is talented. Um, but this, I don't know. This song just sounds like something that would have been on a D12 album, and he was just kind of putting them on. Yeah, like an album cut, right? On a D12 album, like right. really, just like they're all just kind of rapping, right? Um, and then they gave Bizarre another sixteen. <laughs> Uh, I put I put that on this. He he's not completely terrible, but he he he's no proof or Swifty, bro. I'll say that. <laughs> True. Uh, he was still kind of like not on beat. Yeah, I agree. Um, and aside from Bizarre, I thought Caniva was you know maybe a little bit weak compared to the others, but I could be nitpicking. Right, I hear you. But uh, I I feel like Proof might have had the best verse. Yeah. Maybe more so than Eminem. Yeah. And his verse was so short, I was so upset that they gave him a shorter verse. They than always did that, didn't they? Like, I feel like Proof never got more than, like, a fucking 16 his whole career. That's so annoying, man. That's fucking dumb. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's just hard to care about this song coming off of Cam, you know what I mean? And there is, there is fucking 50 million people in this group. So, like, the beat is just looping for just, like, five and a half straight minutes. And, like, by the end of it, I just wasn't even paying attention anymore. I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. And then, dude, fucking, literally, like, the trunk closes in Kim. And then it, you just hear... It's like he's, like, memeing on me for being appalled. Part of me wonders if that was a chess move, man. I feel like it had to have been. Like, anyway, dumbass, <laughs> look who's upset at the last thing that happened. Right. I could I could put a three on it, honestly. I put a four, just to, you know. But I could probably four, between three and four. I gave it a two. Damn, man. 
It just literally derailed the entire album for me. Yeah. I felt like nobody was really trying. The beat had like one good part to it, but then it just looped forever and ever and ever. <laughs> the chorus was literally telling me that they did not care. <laughs> so like, I just, I, you know, I returned the favor. I didn't care either. Then it's kind of like in an encore type of way, just like, like fart, right burp type type <laughs> shit. right fucking homer simpson type beat right um but yeah man that that song take it or leave it for both of us i'd say right um but we move on to the final track man criminal wow uh th- this is i think the perfect closer to this album yeah this is this, so good. I, I'd say more than the rest, and like completely by design, this sums up the entire album. When I think of Marshall Mathers LP, and I think of if I had to think of one song, Criminal would be the one, man. Um it's it's just it's it's jokes layered inside of aggression, layered inside of being edgy, and it it works so well. I, I, I love just how, how mean he's being, man. And, and it does feel like a... It feels like a, a wrap-up of everything. It's just like he starts off just immediately at the gay community, man. And just... I, a, I, I actually... I love that the first verse is like a bait verse. Right, right. And then the second verse is where he actually starts like kind of getting a little bit more realistic. Right. With like his opinions and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and yeah, by the end, like the middle verse is kind of like breaking the fourth wall again and being like, I'm making you mad. You fucking dummies. What do you think? (laughs) Right. Um, and then the ending where it's just a full on shootout drive by like fucking jumping out of the car and fucking shooting dogs and fucking, I mean, just literally, I mean, it's just like a hail Mary of everything this album has been telling you this entire time. Right. And uh, it, it works so well, man. And, the you know, the beat, as this meme is going to be called, this this episode is probably just going to be called The Beat, um, <laughs> was fucking great, too. I love that the uh, the intro has the throwback to, um, I think it was Still Don't Give a Fuck from Slim Shady LP. Right. Uh, man, this song, perfect to me. I gave it a 10 out of 5, bro. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know we were doing all that, but yeah, easy six out of five, man. He he he's, you know, he's trolling his ass off this entire fucking song. Yeah, and it it is like endlessly entertaining. For real, man. It 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 and it, it. I don't know why. It, it just it feels like the whole album was building to something like Kim, just something so terrible, and then this is just like the. You fucking idiots. I got all of you. I got each and every single one of you. The ones that made right. it all the way to Kim now are are, are offended. Even y'all are not untouched. <laughs> Man, dude. it's It feels like a victory lap, dude. It really does. Right? And man, the skit in the middle of the fucking song... It makes is, sense. ...is the funniest skit he has ever done in his entire career. I agree. And a lot of people just talk about the the fucking the, thank you, and then him running out, mm-hmm. and that shit is hilarious. But I think more than that, even my favorite part 
is him, like, getting out of the car, and Dre's just like, it's Slim, and he just goes, what? <laughs> Don't kill anybody this time. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this that time. shit just fucking cracks me up. <laughs> and I, I just love the whole, like, um, like, the, the, the bank teller part, because... It's, it's like another cinematic part, and she's like whispering and like crying and like getting. She's like, Oh my god, I don't want you to kill me, please. And he's like, I'm not gonna fucking kill you. And then he just fucking shoots her, and then like the, the last verse. And drops. then he thanks her. And I mean, man. he just. Oh, and it man. like feeds into like what just happened in the skit. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It picks up the storyline from the skit. Fucking absolute insanity. Off of the vanity. Dude, it's a calamity. Dude, uh, well, I guess what were your favorite tracks from the album, man? Bro, I'll list them off right now. Yes. Uh, Kill You, Marshall Mathers, uh, Real Slim Shady, just because I feel like I have to, mm. uh, The Way I Am, I'm Back, wow. Drug Ballad, wow. and Criminal. Damn, Sonny. Um, for me, um, these, these are kind of ones that I feel like they're... Like 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 I said, Kim, respect the fuck out of that song, but it's not gonna be my fave tracks because I, I, I treat this as something that, you know, I'd go back to put in a playlist type right. of type of Jonathan. Uh right. obviously real slim shady, you gotta do it. Um Criminal, Marshall Mathers, The Way I Am, Kill You for sure. Hell yeah. So, you know, pretty much the same exact crossover. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, I think you had... Uh, I didn't have I'm Back or uh, Drug Ballad, but still love both those songs. Um, I think the most interesting takeaway that I took from this is that, like, this... It feels like Slim Shady LP2 in, like, the weirdest ways. Almost. Like, it feels like, like, like the dark alternate universe version right. of Slim Shady LP. Like, if you were, like, in, like, in fucking Stranger Things, like, in the Upside Down, mm-hmm. it's like, that is MMLP to Slim Shady LP. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Th- this definitely feels like, I love how he easily could have made, you know, more meme kind of, you know, I won't say anything on Slim Shady LP is safe. But um, just more right. funny, tongue-in-cheek. But I love how he kind of, he flipped what everyone was saying about him. Like, everyone took him so seriously on Slim Shady LP, where he was obviously joking. So he said, okay, let me seriously tell you that, that, that like, all these fucked up things and and talk about, you know, Columbine and fucking, you know, like, just tragedy and, all, like, just crazy shit. I think that that is the craziest thing, is that, like, he doubled down mm-hmm. very, very hard. Right. Like, fuck it, he didn't even really have to. Yeah. Like, this was the album that, like, solidified him as, like, the offensive rapper. Yeah, I agree. Slim Shady LP definitely had its moments, and it stirred up some controversy, but, like, any other smart rapper would have been like, okay, that was my debut. <laughs> Let's- right. Let's get Sean Paul on the feature on the next one. Let's <laughs> fucking turn this around. Uh, not him, man. He said, how do I get worse? <laughs> and he just went into the fucking booth and he made this shit. And that, if, like, 
This is the most, like, punk mentality rap album. Mm-hmm. And, like, the sense of just, like, fuck the establishment. Right. Fuck sales. Fuck right. anything. And I think that's why it did so well, is because that was... That's where pop culture was at that time, man. That's where fucking South Park was coming into the picture and fucking Family Guy was blowing up and shit. Right. Like, it, it was it was a different ball game. Like, he entered at, like, the perfect time. Yeah, man. Um... I I I feel like I don't sleep on this album cuz I always say it's a classic but dude like front to back man this this thing has very minimal issues for me and right. um like like you said man he could have easily taken so many other routes he could have played it super safe he could have really leaned into I don't know just like you know the dre and and snoop dog like west coast kind of style or or whatever or you know you could have right. chilled out instead and... he got like dusty as fuck yeah man and and i like how you know he obviously had like the pop star like uh like you know nsync shit here and there but a lot of it was just real world offensive shit like it, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't just like name calling nsync nsync fucking all that shit even though he does do it here and there um it's a lot more than that man and uh right it's i don't know it i i love albums that just have a message and and man he he made he really made a statement with with this one dude and it, it makes me really want another eminem album where he's just completely in one mode and has one thing he wants to say, and one thing like everyone he he wants everyone to take away from it, because right. um, this came out so fucking good, man. I will say this, man. Uh, I think when people say that they miss like old Eminem, I feel like these beats, even like subconsciously, have like a big thing. Like they're a big reason why people say that. Definitely, man. I, I, I like miss... if he did beats like these again. Like, man, <laughs> it would be. I over. would love it. I, I, I really miss when he would collaborate with the Bass Brothers and and Dr. Dre more than just mixing on a skit. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah, these beats play a huge part in it. Um. Yeah. I, 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 dude. I don't know what else to say, man. This shit is iconic. It's so fucking good. Um. I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> I, I mean, I was expecting a classic, and that's what I effing got. <laughs> For sure, man. Well, you want to tell people where they can find you? I am at X Don't Take L on all social media platforms. And I am at Enhanced Music on Twitter and at Enhanced.fm on Instagram. Enhanced spelled I-N-H-A-N-S-E-D. I'm I'm trying to think of a good username that everyone knows how to spell that I can get on everything. So hopefully that'll that'll come at some point. But yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh we had a fun time listening to the album and revisiting it. And please be excited for you know more more podcasts coming soon. Some videos. Lemonem show. It's coming up. Eminem show coming up, and you know, maybe stepping into other artists' territory. Dink, Ooh. dink, 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 dink. Um, but yeah, everyone who listened made it this far. Thank you. And you know, uh, 
I don't I don't know what YouTubers say. Uh, leave, leave comments telling us what you thought about the album. Yeah, Dude, they say uh, darkness than redness than whiteness. Peace off. That's what they say. All right. Well, in that case, I'm <laughs> Drew, and that's Nick. Darkness than redness than what? Then goodbye. Goodbye. We made a podcast. Y'all act like you never seen a white person before. Jaws all on the floor like Pam, like Tommy just burst in the door. We started whooping her ass first than before. They first were divorced, sewing her over furniture. <laughs> <laughs>